0: I came from the mud, desert on my hand. Welcome to Build an Iconic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whitehead, and this podcast is dedicated to help you build a life with zero regrets by focusing on how you have everything you need to stand up, stand out, and live life on your terms. Let's dive right in. Hey everybody welcome to another episode of build an iconic life i have a really good friend with me here meredith and um she runs a badass agency social media agency called 424 degrees everyone
1: <laughs> we're now, so hot
0: <laughs> what i what i want to know <laughs> what i want to know is where did 424 degrees come from
1: oh okay well this is a story so i was selling cars And it was like a super slow day. And my sales manager knew I wanted to start a business and get the hell out of selling cars. Um, So him and I were just standing out the window waiting for the up bus to come in. That's what we call it in the car business, a bus full of customers. It never happens. So we were just standing there looking out the window waiting for the up bus. And I was like, man, I got to get out of here what should I name this company, this social media agency? I was like, I don't really want to call it like Meredith Solo and Associates because one day I want to sell this thing to like Autotrader or Cars.com or something. So what should we sell it? What should we call it? And he was like, I don't know. It's got to be something hot. He was like, Google the temperature that paper spontaneously can bust. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love it. digital. Like, this is awesome. So I, like, Googled it. And, like, guys, keep in mind, like, car salesman, not scientist, okay? And so <laughs> I Google it, and it's, like, Wikipedia is, like, oh, the, the, the temperature is 424 degrees. And I was, like, yeah, that is it. My lucky number eight. Like, four times two is eight. This feels like something from the universe coming to me. Like, let's do it. So, like, a year in, a customer is, like, so where did the name come from? And I was, like, oh, yeah, this is the whole story. And he goes, Meredith, that's not – the temperature, and I was like, What? And he <laughs> goes, It's 452 degrees. In fact, there's a whole book about it called Fahrenheit 452. 452. And I was like, What? And so, anyway, we're like so hot that maybe like once a year you run a newspaper ad, but like, other than that, we've got <laughs> you. <laughs>
0: And this is exactly what I know about you. This is exactly one of the reasons. Like, I met you, what, two years ago, two and a half years ago?
1: I know. We became fast friends, didn't we?
0: We did. We were at a networking event, and I was kind of leading the charge and speaking in front of the room. You show up with your sassy self, and you could not be denied. Like, she <laughs> woman is in the house, y'all. Like, if she has a question, <laughs> she will stand up and say, I don't understand what you're talking about. And you need to really explain yourself. And I was well, like, I'm I really to like be her.
1: there. I better understand everything. That's the way I feel about it. <laughs> but I
0: love the fact that you had your self image allowed you to say, Hey, I'm actually here to learn. And as we started talking a little bit more, I just realized, like, I don't know what she does, but I like her energy. And then I started following you on social media a little bit. And I'm like, well, shit, she gets like two, three, 400 likes every post that she's doing. She's running this podcast and then I got on your podcast and you're like, "Oh yeah, we have like 50 or 80,000 people that download our stuff every month and dah, 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 dah. <laughs> What in the hell? And and then I find out what you're doing with social media and then um you know, one of your coaches right now is one of my best friends and I came down to speak at his event and on the last day you did a presentation and I'm just sitting there with a jaw drop like nobody talks about this stuff the way you just did that and it's very practical and it's man you can't pay for people to teach you that kind of information and what i've watched is all business owners do you've scaled last 18 months of your life have uh you've scaled the oh. business and you've learned some things along the way haven't I've you i've
1: learned some hard and fast lessons <laughs> i've also learned how to be humble <laughs> because mm-hmm. at the start of the scale i was unhumble <laughs> and now I have been humbled but I think like that's part of being a small business owner right and it's just like once you start playing with bigger dollar amounts and having a larger team like it kind of like everything shifts in your life so uh, that's what we've been going through the past 18 months really um, we just we we were just you know kind of eking along almost freelance status right like my husband and I and uh the pandemic hit and our business just went bananas which i know was three years ago but um, it started elevating at that time and um it it was like perfect timing because right before this happened i had gone viral on the internet for something not good and lost some business for that so i mean i've been smacked a few times along the way as a small business owner but i think those lessons just uh make us that much stronger And I think that it makes me more helpful to maybe other people who are up and coming right now to be like, listen, dude, I've been in business nine years. Only the last few years have been great. The last 18 months have been really sunny and I still continue to learn lessons along the way. So, um, you know, just keep going, I guess is the point of it all. You can't just give up.
0: I remember, um, about two and a half, it might've been three years ago. We had a $1.4 million month, right? Mm Mm-hmm in one of my businesses. And I, that was the first time that had ever happened to me.
1: Oh yeah. You're probably like, look at me.
0: And, <laughs> and we're collecting the money and everything's flowing through perfectly. And the customers are happy. And my sales guy that's selling it. I'm like, you know, I just found Jesus himself. Like what is going on? Yeah. And then about a month and a half later, the clients are starting to call me directly. And they're like, Hey, Chris, I gave the Eighteen thousand dollar deposit, but I haven't been able to get a hold of, and I won't say his name. And I said, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll talk. He's real busy, I'm sure. Yep. And I, and I said, hey, bud, you, you need to get the black book put together, and the customer needs to see the design, and we need to move forward. He goes, okay, okay, okay. Well, about a month and a half later is when the shit started hitting the fan because he was selling jobs at cost. Oh. And I had already given him a commission. And we'd already collected hundreds of thousands of dollars that had been spent to start employing people. They hadn't started the work, but it's getting them ready. And we have to fulfill it. And that $1.4 million month only cost me $400,000 of my own money.
1: Exactly.
0: And I learned a very valuable lesson. And so (laughs) I would love to sit here. Like yeah. all the gurus and say, oh, yeah, yeah, just you just keep going from mountaintop to mountaintop. The truth is, is you find out who you are when you get thrown back down into the valley.
1: Absolutely. And,
0: and I'll tell you, I, I had a panic attack with it. Um, who doesn't own 400 grand when you've never had that? And how am I going to find the 400 grand? And what are we going to do? What I'm here to say, and you saw this at, at Tom's first event. I came out on fire because the thing I'm proud about is that I never quit. Yeah. Every time I'm given a challenge, I'm proving to myself that I've got what it takes to overcome the new problem that I created. Right. Not my employees, not anybody. It's Chris. It's Chris not knowing any better. And whether I'm humble (laughs) or whether I'm getting humbled, it doesn't really matter because what I find out on the other side of it is a lesson that I've learned that has found a way to lock itself in that I won't make that mistake again. Yeah. And, and I think you've only people that are pushing forward get to have the opportunity of learning a new lesson.
1: Yes, that is and, true.
0: And you have to have fortitude. If you're going to run a seven plus figure a year business and with multiple employees, you're going to have to have the fortitude to say, hey, this sucks. And you, it's okay to go cry. It's okay to go. I don't know. It's okay to throw your hands up at God or the universe or whatever you believe in and say, this is not what I signed up for. But the real champions in my world are the ones that get back up the next day. And they say, I might not even attack this problem the way that I thought I was going to. I might go work out. I might go do this. I might take a little bit of time to clear the mechanism. And then they start taking action again. And that's exactly what you've done. Yeah. And, and that's how we help people be better because everybody listening, Meredith runs hundreds of thousands of dollars a month through just one advertising channel called Facebook. Just one. Yeah. It's yeah. Not like she's a little teeny player in the game. And it's not like she doesn't have a lot of experience, but 18 months, three years of fast growth. I know because I've been through it.
1: Yeah.
0: There's just shit you don't know. You, you, you couldn't comprehend that this part of the machine would break because it was working three months ago and it had worked for three and a half years perfectly, right? And you just and, and so you have to adjust and you still have to keep clients happy. You still have to keep employees happy. You still have to keep your husband happy. I know that one. Uh, I don't have a husband, but um, I have to keep Robin happy mm-hmm. and you have to keep kids going. It's a hard. It's a hard life, but it's what it's we signed up for, isn't it?
1: Yeah. And I think sometimes like sometimes when it gets really hard, I'm like, well, girl, you can just go sell cars again. You're good at that. But then I'm like, oh, the thought of it just almost kills me. The thought of like reporting in at a certain time and being stuck somewhere until a certain time and like not like like having someone else having that much control over you like i i think i would literally be the worst employee ever at this point in time cuz i'd be like no 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 i'm going to go do this other thing i can make more money at that right now like i i, I would be a nightmare unhirable. to work with yeah you're i'm unhireable <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: i could yes. never
1: <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, and, but and I
1: like being on my own. And my husband works with me, and um, it does. You know, he comes with me to a lot of stuff. We're together all the time, and I think about that part of it too. Like, I I think he's like my emotional support human. Like, when we're not together, I'm actually at my worst. Like, I just had a panic attack too, Chris, on an airplane, and I was not with him. Um, and I think it helps to have a partner like that in life too, that like keeps you fucking calm. Like, hey, Meredith sit down and look at QuickBooks, like settle down. It's going to be okay. Like, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? Like you got to have like that person around you. Um, and I can't imagine like losing that either by going like, back into like a traditional workforce. But yeah.
0: I did it for two years and the owner of the company, even though I was the number one salesman for his company, literally shook my hand on January 3rd and said, you're just too much of an entrepreneur. <laughs> he, he told me you got to go do your <laughs> own thing and um and it's true it's true i like why why would i do something this way that's ineffective inefficient and just waste time right when i could go over here and i'm talking even for him and his company that was part of what he was doing i was starting to rearrange the efficiency in his company he's like you're not hired to do that you're hired to sell stuff and i'm like it's getting in my way of selling stuff
1: no, hundred
0: like, percent. I'm gonna run this whole team over here. And he's like, Ah, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm making it so I can make a lot of money and make you a lot of money. And and I'd proven it, but he was like, No, 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 that's not no, I'm not giving up that control. And I was like, You're absolutely right. I gotta go now. And it's best decision I ever made. Um, but I yeah, I your energy, just your energy inside, <laughs> like they would be, send her home and no coffee, <laughs> no coffee for her.
1: I got, I always got in trouble for talking too much in class. I don't know if you can tell super smart talks too much. So, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. I cause a ruckus in workplaces anyway. I, I had a, I started my career, Chris, in HR. Can you believe it?
0: Me? No, I in don't HR? believe that.
1: Well, I mean like you go to college, right? So I like went to college and I was pre-med cause I am smart. My parents were like, you're going to be a doctor and, uh, started pre-med and then I got pregnant in college And I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to medical school at this point in time. It was like my end of my junior year. So I had to like switch majors quick. So I went down to the bursar's office and talked to the counselor or whatever. And I was like, hey, uh, what can I do just to get out of here? I just need to get a job. And she was like, what do you like to do? And I was like, I have no idea. I was going to be a doctor. And she was like, okay, so um, in HR, you get to be in charge. I didn't even know what it was. She's like, you get to be in charge, but also you can graduate on time your senior year and start in the business world. And I was like, oh yeah, I love to be in charge. I'll do that <laughs> job. And so <laughs> got my first job at a car dealership, which I think is a blessing because those people are wild. So at least I could be a little wild in the HR office. Um, but over time, like... I was like, man, I don't want to follow the rules. And I also don't want to make the rules. And I don't want to make other people follow the rules either. Like this whole job sucks. And so um, in 2008 and 2009, the car industry fell out. And so I had to lay off like 88 people in in three days because we lost like seven of our 13 franchises at the dealership. We're a huge dealer. So we had like 500 employees and we went down to like, like lost 88 people right away. Um, and I got to stay, but the marketing manager didn't get to stay. And they were like, "Well, you have a mommy blog, and you go viral, so like you're gonna be." Because I was mommy blogging on the side, they're like, "You're gonna be our marketing manager now, and and HR manager." And I was like, "Uh, okay, but I'd only I only know how to post things on Facebook." So like, I was like the first one kind of posting cars for sale on Facebook and the dealership's name was Ed Schmidt. And it was just when you had a person profile, there was no like such thing as a yeah. Facebook page yet. So like Ed Schmidt had a person profile and I was posting cars and selling them. And then I got asked to speak at all these car conferences because they were like, whoa, this is interesting. You're selling cars for zero dollars on Facebook. How are you doing it? Um, and I realized right away, I was like, oh, my God, I'm in the wrong career. Like immediately I knew I was in the wrong career. And I wanted to start my own business, but I was so terrified of it because I didn't know. Like, we needed two incomes in our house, Um, and so I was like, "I'm going to sell cars because I knew from running payroll that those guys were making six figures, right?" So I was like, "I could do this. I could sell cars on Facebook," and I did. I sold 15 cars like my first month on Facebook. I didn't even know how to talk about these pickups. I was selling Chevys. I was like, "I don't know what the payload is. Let's Google it." And so, like, but I was selling them, Um, and now I know all about cars, but. Uh, It's been a long journey, but I think like that's important to know about yourself. And it took me into my 30s to realize like I was in the wrong career as an HR director, and I never should have been in that office in the first place. Because at my heart, I'm a car salesman. (laughs) I'm (laughs) wild. I'm crazy. I got a foul mouth. Um, And so I think like just finding who I was inside of a career kind of changed my life for the better because I wasn't miserable anymore, and I was allowed to be creative, and I was allowed to be loud, and I was allowed to like live my personality out through my career.
0: Go, go back to this thing, though, that like, and this is the interesting part to me, because I'm a lot like you, like um, Squirrel right? Um, There's so many things that I feel that I was given as gifts that I could explore. And that was part. And I think there are a lot of people that are listening to this. Like you go to college and you you go for a general uh, liberal studies degree. And so they give you a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little, and you're learning new things and you're learning about new religions and you're learning about economy and you're learning about, you know, political and blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I think I want to be a little bit of everything. I need to yeah. be a little bit of a psychiatrist. I need to be a little bit of a you know, politician. I need to be a medical. But along the way, you said you started a mommy blog.
1: <laughs> I did because okay. I wasn't making any money. I mean, I was an HR director, but I was making like 60 grand a year and mm-hmm. I was pissed about it. And the guy that had the HR director job before me was older, more experienced, but I was better than him. But he was being paid twice as much as me. So I just started like, you know what? I'm going to do what my best friend does. So uh, my best friend, Brittany Gibbons, you guys can look her up. um, She was blogging and she was making a very lucrative amount of money doing this. And she got asked to do a TED talk and she got two book deals out of this and she became a New York Times bestseller. And I like to write. So I was like, okay, Brittany, I want to make extra money. How do I monetize this? How do I use social media? How does this work? And she taught me everything she knew. And she was like, listen, girl, I'm not going to waste my time on you because people ask me this all the time. If you're going to do this, you have to put yourself out online. You have to be extremely vulnerable in ways you never thought you would be. Like you have to talk about your sex life on this blog. You have to if you want readers on it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. And i did it and it was like one of the best decisions i ever made because this was the start of social media it was like you know about 2006 or something and um i had i was generating all this traffic we started podcasting very early on when podcasts first came out even before the serial podcast was released but that was always like a second stream of income but i just knew i could somehow transfer that skill set into the car business And what I found out was I would make more money doing this for other businesses than I was making, doing it as like an influencer myself, even though she had a huge audience from it. Mine just wasn't growing as fast, but I was growing these businesses rapidly because I was focusing on them. Um, So that's where my focus was. So I shifted into social media management for dealerships. And like now today, we're one of the oldest social media agencies in the whole country because we start because I started it so early on.
0: And yeah. you're shifting from little shifting. everything you've learned you shut down a podcast <clears throat> and you can or can't you don't have to talk about that i can I, I talk never, about
1: that all day
0: never, okay well then hold on on that one okay because what people don't know about me and you and i n- talked about this on the podcast that i was on a year or so ago with you like i'm a little bit of a feminist
1: <laughs> me too
0: um yeah i know you are um you know, I was raised by a single mom um, through yeah. several marriages, and, 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 you know, just growing up being a white dude in America who's six foot two and pretty strong. And I started seeing how everything favored me, quite yeah. honestly. And I like equality, I like to earn what I get. I don't like it given. The dopamine rush is completely different. But I started to really embrace you know, the podcast you were doing, which is you're shutting that one down.
1: We're shutting another one down. We're, we're, I mean, yeah, we shut, we shut our biggest one down and we're getting ready to possibly shut down another one uh, because we have this one that's just sitting in the top 100 of the U S charts all the time. It's a kid's show. And uh, we're being asked to now create video as well on top of the audio podcast, because, there's talks right now to get us picked up. And we're hoping we can get picked up by like um, like a Netflix or something.
0: Yeah. That's where <laughs> we're going. <laughs> and, and what it takes is a yeah, whole bunch I know. Bunch I'm of like
1: brushing over it. It's it's a big deal. Well,
0: uh, we it, have this time. Well, I, w- I can... want to dive into it a little bit because yeah. it takes lady balls to do what you're doing, like yeah. big cojones to like, this is not a small decision that you're making. Mm hmm. And you're doing it for really good reasons. And some of those involve Brittany and everything else. But um, I want to say one last thing, and I'm just going to give it to you and let you tell whatever part of the story you want. And that is morphing into you teaching moms how they can become social media experts just like you've become so that they can start really empowering themselves to make decisions and now i'm going to pull back and i'm just whatever part of all this story you want to tell because i think it's interesting as hell
1: it is interesting the the world of influence social media influence is a is a weird place and i know that like influencers get a bad reputation um but the truth of the matter is
0: see everybody this is the real show I came in today, you know, I own multiple businesses. I came in today. I've been out since six o'clock this morning on the road, checking on my guys and everything else and come in here and I'm talking to Meredith. I've got my cap on, got my sweatshirt on, and she had to go take care of a phone and she's back.
1: <laughs> Sorry. I have ADHD. I guys, I have to be so focused because the ADHD is just so overwhelming. I think a lot of entrepreneurs have ADHD by the way. So I was on the Katie Kirk show one time and talked all about it. All right. So uh, the, <laughs> The world of social media influence is bizarre, okay? Um, there's a lot of money to be made here. And a lot of people want to be influencers right now. And, you know, I saw a meme the other day that was like, stop trying to be an influencer. We need more electricians, which is true. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> we true. do you need more electricians. But I think that there's this side of it that gets missed. And that's that people need their social, like social media management is the most complex form of marketing out there period. I do it all. I run TV ads. I run radio ads. We do billboards. But on those types of advertisements, people see it. They don't interact with it. They're not going to leave a comment. There's like, you know, unless it's a Google ad, there's not really a link to click. So social media, that's how you really get to talk to people. So this form of marketing used to be looked at as insane, right? Like our employers were blocking Facebook from us at work. We couldn't get on it. And now they're like, if you're in sales, you better be using Facebook, right? So Um, I think that there's a lot of money to be made out there for women in this world. And I think that we can teach people how to be social media managers. And I also know because I hire interns that what they're teaching them in college is terrible, outdated, and it sucks and it's not right. And so Brittany and I are developing um, a program right now where we're going to teach, you know, like stay at home moms how to manage social media and start making a real income at this for other people, because you can work from home. And that's also something that a lot of people want to do right now. But I think the most feminist thing you can do is to teach women how to make money, period. That's it. Money is power. And that's why men are so powerful, because they have all of the money and they have all of the political power. And they have political power because it takes money to get political power. And so I think the first thing we need to do is get more money in the hands of women and teach them how to have an entrepreneurial spirit because it is, it is a lot of hours oftentimes to have like a, so an agency of any sort or a, a small business of any sort. But what I hate to see happening, and I'm not here to rail on ML, MLMs, but they do prey on women. Um, and there are MLMs that are better than other MLMs, but you know, if you're at the top of that pyramid, that's where you're making the most money. And if you're at the bottom, you might not be, Okay. And I have seen over the years so many friends give like $5,000 for leggings to get started, right? Like they bought like all these weird color size leggings and then they had the wrong inventory. They were stuck with the wrong inventory and they lost thousands of dollars just through this leggings company that then went like belly up, right? And you see that all the time in the world of MLM. But the reason that these women want these jobs is because they're able to work from home because the cost of childcare is just so astronomical. It's insane. So what we want to do is just teach people like a real skill set and how to go get customers inside of this social media space and manage their social media content for them. Now, we do it all at 424 Degrees, including like shoot, create all of it. But like just to manage somebody's social media is very lucrative. So we're developing a program for that right now, um, but also because you have to constantly recession proof your own business, right? So this is a way to create like residual income coming in and stuff like that by just shooting a course and then packaging it up and selling the course. So we are getting into like more courses right now at 424 Degrees as well as servicing our clients too. But you know that you got to just ebb and flow. But I've ebbed and flowed through my entire career, I would say. So like the podcast thing, the Girls Girls podcast, it's not there anymore. That one was the one that was getting like 50,000 downloads a week. it wore us out. And we said a lot of things over the four years on that podcast. And it was like through a very politically terrible time. And like, there's episodes where I was like crying. There's episodes where I was like wasted and revealing like way too much. Cause I hadn't <laughs> really stopped drinking that much yet. And like, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there about me and uh, people felt like they really knew me. And yeah. the, when people think they really knew, know you, they think they can talk to you a certain way. And they thought they could talk to her a certain way as well and with that type of like online social media influence comes hate and honestly chris we were just tired of dealing with it like the podcast did pay us a lot of money we got a lot of super fun perks like travel and like cool things like a sleep number bed like for free like all this stuff was coming to us but at some point in time you have to decide like what your sanity is worth and i was just honestly tired of the trolls and it was taking me away from my actual goals and at the same time, we have this kid's show that's like blowing up called the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast, which you guys should listen to. It's really fun. We always joke we're like the Bob Saggots of podcasting. We're like, oh, man, we got a kid's show over here. Um, but we want to put our focus into that because you do have to decide. Like you can chase every shiny object out there or you can go after your actual things that really are making you money and that you're really interested in growing and developing. And me telling any more secrets to anybody online, I just was over it. Um, It's the same thing with the mommy blog. That went away. You can't find it anymore because my kids learned how to read, right? Like they don't want to read about potty training them. They don't want to read that, right? So like you have to think about what you're putting out online. And I wasn't too too thoughtful (laughs) about that over the years. Um, I was just putting everything out there about me, which worked, right? Because I did get a massive online following. But at the same time, I'm allowed to change my mind and I've changed my mind about how personal I want to be with people. And I would like a little more privacy at this point in time. And I think that also comes with, um, the more you scale an actual company to, um, like my political views don't necessarily need to be all over the internet. So, um, I just, uh, I just decided I want to be more private and I'd rather do this kid show. And I like reading the reviews from the little kids. It's like all like unicorn emojis and they're like, We love you. And um, it's just more heartwarming for me right now. And so that's just the direction we're going. We're just cleaning it up online a little bit.
0: I've never, and this is just my personality type, I've always been more of a sniper and less of a run and gun kind of guy, I like run down into the middle of the field and just start shooting guns. Yeah. <clears throat> um, video games never worked out well for me that way. And neither is life. Like I like being on the fringe and and taking my shot. And, um, so I've never been one to really put all of my beliefs out there. Um, but I do understand, you know, when, when one of the things that I knew that I could differentiate was my relationship with Robin Mm -hmm. and it was very apparent very quickly, like we have some magic and I wanted to share that. Um, and, and I've, since then shared more of that story. And especially as she's comfortable sharing it, but boy, did it like take a picture of Robin in a bikini and man, the hate that comes in just from that. Really? Episode. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's just, crazy. Yeah. People that don't even know us or, you know, even the, yeah. event, the event that we're getting ready to put out, like I'm paying that this is sponsored advertising and yes, it's showing up in somebody's feed, but instead of them taking the time to just move on and let it be, comments that they leave is like, dude, you don't even know who I am. And the stuff that this is a scam. This is Amway. This is an MLM. This is, no, it's not. But um, people that don't have anything better to do seem to have a really good time letting you know how they're better than you. And so I feel you. um, Yeah. Well, everybody
1: should think about that, man, and and our friend Catherine talks about this sometimes, and it sits with me, and I think about this a lot. Like, we think we're being our true selves by really telling that guy what it's like on the internet today. Like, we are like, listen, you're wrong because of this, 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 and this, and they are like, in the face, like, all caps, rage commenting at people, (laughs) being a bitch, but at the end of the day, I would never walk up to somebody and talk to them like that that is actually not who i am i'm not being my true self when i am behaving like a Cremungeon on the internet so everybody needs to take a step back i think and think about how we talk to each other online because people kill themselves over this stuff yes they do think about how you talk to people before you send it
0: yes they do Mm -hmm. i um I literally put out a post the other day. I don't remember what it was. And I think it was our, our Porsche or something. I just took a picture of it and said, this this bad boy is almost as pretty as Robin, you know, and I'm honored that, you know, my iconic license plate tag is on her car. And the first comment was, um, I I think I want to kill myself. And my response to him is, you need to talk to a professional yeah, immediately. And by the way, there are also free hotlines for you. And his next comment was, I don't need any help. And it's like, I, I'm i so confused. <laughs> I was talking about a Porsche.
1: What's like, that
0: Where did this come from? And I care about you. And I'm certainly not qualified for answering that question. Oh. Just kidding, man. Just kidding. And um, so, you know, uh, you and I both, I grew up in Farmville, Virginia. Yeah. yeah. It's not Farmville. It's actually Amherst, Virginia, but it's Farmland, Virginia. And I yeah. grew up playing baseball and being a good kid and working in the garden with my parents and, you know, swimming in the rivers and just being go you know happy go lucky and i get thrust into this internet world and i'm like man there are some people out here who i think they're waiting to attack
1: internet weirdos that's what we call them in our house look another internet weirdo and like don't be running around the internet acting like an internet weirdo you know how to behave in society stop it like the internet is like a free-for-all for weirdos and for being weird yourself and that's not who you are
0: and I definitely agree that, um, you know, as you really grow something, you have something to protect. Yes. And, you know, I, I've thought about it. I thought about this a long, long time ago with my son, Spencer. Um, this was when the internet 2004, you know, is out. And I have a picture of my son that I put on a business card and it's him in, in our, in our outfit and he's holding up his hands. He's got big ear protection on his cute little blonde curls, the whole deal. And I'm like, hold on a second. I'm letting people know that I have a son that is young on my business cards, yeah. online. They can find out where I live. Ooh, that that might not be the smartest long-term play. And that's when I just started going, hold on. There, there's a procedure I need to walk through. You've yeah. played yeah. It on a much bigger scale. Mm-hmm. And you've decided it ain't worth it.
1: You the can change your mind anytime, folks. Well, I mean, we made a lot of money. The money was fun, but... Uh, you know, I, it's important for me to maintain relationships with my children and not have them reading a mommy blog about mom's struggles. Like, you know, it was hard when they were little, but, and that is relatable to a lot of moms, but also like kind of a kick in the teeth to my kids. Right. Like, Hey, yeah. but so I just, you know, I want to maintain that as they get into their teenage years or whatever. So that's not important to me anymore. What's more important is maintaining that. And so, um, I just hit delete on the whole thing like you can do that. You can do whatever you want. You can change your mind. You know what you can, you know what you can do, Chris, that not enough people do. You can delete your fucking post. You can just delete it at any time. Instead of having all the hate and all the pile on and whatever went sideways and whatever you were trying to talk about online that you didn't expect, just delete it. You know what? Because is it worth the turmoil of every notification reading another hateful comment about you? No, absolutely not. Your mental health is the most important thing. Maintaining the relationships with people you love is the most important thing.
0: I couldn't agree more. You know, um Robin put out a post about Wicked Prissy. She's starting up a boudoir photography thing. Um Yes. Every, and it's all about women empowerment and I'm a hundred I'm a dude. So number one, I'm getting photos all the time and like is this good? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Keep sending more. You know? Um I'm yes. happy. Every, yeah. every woman that I've mentioned it to, they're like, oh, I would be interested in that. Um, mm-hmm. But we're going to put the twist on it of like, hey, you're beautiful just how you are. Let's, let's show you that. And that's a good message coming into Iconic too. But for her putting just a few photos out, the shit that people are saying in Massachusetts, in Boston, that we don't even know, they don't even have a picture on their profile you know it's just the Boston Red Sox or something and they're yeah. saying you know you scuzzy woman or you did it did it did and and no that doesn't affect me cuz i've been through it for a while but she'll just randomly 3 days later start this conversation up and i realize that thought's been just bouncing around in, in, her the, head. in
1: your head yeah and it's,
0: damn man that's tough i
1: let strangers ruin vacations mm. like We'll be on vacation and we would have put a podcast out and, you know, I have to deal with all of that from something I said in one throwaway sentence on a podcast, like standing in line at Disney World. Like you can't be you can't serve two masters and you need to be present in your life where you need to be present. And so you have to make decisions around what's important, feeding the Internet troll or just saying to hell with it.
0: How um, I agree with you 100 percent. How did the transition with you and Sean for him to back you up the way he's backed you up to really let you be the lead? Like, I'm very impressed with the man, yeah, because I know you and he's
1: impressive.
0: Yes, he's impressive. It's an impressive
1: man to be married to me. So, you are a
0: ball of energy, and he just (laughs)
1: like I've even
0: seen a couple of your short reels where he's just kind of like. Hey, I'm just eating a sandwich, man. Like-
1: high five. He does whatever <laughs> I want. Well, okay. So we used to call podcasting. He never liked the blog. Just so you guys know, he hated it the whole time. Uh, when we started podcasting, he was like, this is an expensive hobby. Now he thought we were funny together, Brittany and I, and he liked it, but he kept calling it our expensive hobby. Cause it is expensive. You know, we're buying equipment and all this stuff and re- renting studio time right. and whatever. And, uh, he was like this is uh i don't know how i don't know what you're doing like it's also very time consuming and i was like you wait it's going to take off and then when it started taking off he was like okay i like it now but like same with like working here um i think he sees the agency is more real maybe than the podcast stuff and all of that he sees that as maybe secondary income which it financially is um but he you know he hated his job and so Six years ago, he was working at a steel mill um, in the office, buying steel, and his clients were Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler, and it was super stressful to place these orders for these huge corporations and deal with shortages or whatever, and one day, he came home from work all pissed off, 40-minute commute each way. And was like, I just don't understand why you get to do whatever you want in your life. And I don't get to do whatever I want in my life. Like, you get to change careers because we have this job of mine. But I never get to do that. And I was like, whoa, whoa, what do you want to do? And he was like, well, maybe I want to work here with you. And we were going through turnover because I was having a hard time finding somebody to do what we do. And I was like, "Uh, okay, let's give it a try. So I let him try it. In the first 90 days, Chris, I was like, oh, there ain't no way. (laughs) In fact, we're going to get a divorce. Like this was my worst idea I've ever had to just go with the flow. Like this is a bad idea. Um, But it worked out in the end and we each figured out what our own roles are in this company. And he really picked up where I was weak, which was my weak side is anything that has to do with like the books. Um, anything that has to do with compliance issues, those are things that I'm weak at cause I'm a creative, right? So I'm like, make it work. Oh, this ad's not doing well. Throw 400 more dollars at it. You know what I mean? Like I was just like burning through money, overspending ad spend constantly to make clients happy. And he was like, bro, you got to get this under control. And so like, he really like came in and got things under control that were really chaotic. Um, And helped me see that, like, we should not be working with restaurants that were paying us $500 a month. That's insane. Um, Like, don't take $500 deals. What was I doing? So like one point in time, I had like 50 clients, but we were making no money because I was like charging people like $500. Um, And so just having him here to help my weaknesses, I think, is where he figured out right away what they were. And just started filling in the holes. And so he's truly like an integrator and I'm truly the visionary of the business. So it works in that way that we get along so well. But my husband is also like a Pisces. I don't know if you're into astrology, (laughs) but the Pisces are the fish of astrology. And they just kind of swim along and they're happy. And as long as you're like keeping them happy, like they're always going to be happy. So like that's why we get along.
0: I, the, there's a part of us men that i cannot deny everything that you're saying um and it even comes down to our daughter you know she'll she'll do the doe eyes or like the tears start welling up i don't even know what it's about but i'm ready to hurt somebody yeah like it stops, it stops everything yeah. it stops everything um yeah. you know, my girls don't get upset and when they get upset by me everybody in the world knows it but um because i make mistakes too but i agree with you uh Well, if he was going to be my,
1: yeah, like he's my favorite thing in the world, right? He's my most important person, the MVP. And so if I wanted to be that for him too, I had to act that way too. And so, you know, we try really hard to make each other happy all the time. We go on regular date nights. We have a lot of family time because running a business, you don't get a lot of that. Um, And we try to not talk about work sometimes because it's really easy just to talk about work nonstop. Um, So we try to have like a real life together. And we like to travel and do stuff. And, you know, he's my best friend. And for a long time, though, it wasn't that way. You know, I had nothing but negative things to say about him. And uh, same for him. I thought we were going to get divorced several times along this journey. But we've been, to, I don't know, how long have we been married? Like 17 years? I'm not really a numbers person. I think we've been married like 17. It's a
0: minute. You've been a minute.
1: 16 years.
0: Yeah, yeah. um, Robin and I, the same thing. Like, the more she... Number one, Robin didn't have the same experience as you. On day three, she melted in the corner and was like, you don't, you're too, because I, I was too much of a visionary yeah. and I'm used to bringing people in that are already ready to do what they need to do in the function. This was in the remodeling company and she was just like, "I, you're not giving me enough direction. As we moved on into more of the social media world, it's amazing. Her skill sets set started showing up, but we we created a, um, a fast rule in our family after 630 at night. We don't talk about business.
1: Oh, I like after, it.
0: After 630 at night, Chris is very limited on the social media time. Um, mm-hmm. I can answer customers tomorrow, blah, 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 blah. Um, and this is what happened for me that was so incredible. The first week that I did it, it was kind of like quitting drinking or anything else. You just, you feel it. You're like, oh, my phone. Oh, I, I want to talk about it. Oh, this client just called in. We can make another hundred grand. It's great. So that first week was shitty. By the second week, what I saw was like, oh my God, we're going to have dinner. We're going to jump in the hot tub. Then we're going to come up and watch a movie as a family together. I'm excited tonight. So no matter what was going on in my day, I knew that tonight was going to be family movie night and have some fun. So that only took the second week. And then it's like when people send me DMs or text messages at nine or 930 at night, um, unless you're close or you're having a massive emergency, we ain't having a conversation. We can deal with that tomorrow. And it's made our life rich. Yeah. Because again, I've been a business owner for 25 years. So I was like, All we do is business all the time. And um, I wasn't probably very much fun to be around because it's all I wanted to talk about, you know?
1: Well, yeah. And I I think it was eye opening because like I was like, do any of your kids do any of you kids want this business one day? Like, is anyone interested in working here or like having a piece of this or whatever? Because you start thinking about that stuff like a legacy you might leave your kids or whatever. Um, And all of them were universally like, oh, no, that shit's too stressful. And I was like, wow, that's really telling that they think that this is nothing but stress and not worth it. And none of them want it. So I started that was eye opening and changed kind of the family dynamic around here. And also the way I behave about my business uh, when I hang up a phone with a customer or, you know, whatever. Like, don't be so upset visibly. Like, keep your shit together. People are watching you. Your kids are watching you. This is happening in your house. So, like, yeah.
0: I wanna um I wanna close down for today. Would you be willing to come back sometime? Yeah. All right, cool. I like talking to you a lot. Okay. I wanna know two things. Thing number one is do you have your core values established in your family and your business?
1: I do in my business. We have not in our family.
0: Okay. And thing number B is. People need to connect with you because you're you're not a guru selling stuff to make money. You're you over deliver on everything you do and you have a new project coming out. You mentioned it earlier, and I want mm-hmm. you to just kind of in talking about that and how people can um, reach out to you if they want to and learn more.
1: Yeah. We're creating agency in a box. That's what we're calling it. Cause that's what we just started calling it. And that's the name it's going to be now. Um, so you can find me on the only Meredith solo on Facebook. My last name though is spelled weird. It's S O L E A U. I'm the only Meredith solo on social media. Find me wherever. Um, and my company website is four, two, four degrees.com. So you can find us there. Now this program isn't developed yet. It's probably going to launch in May. So if you're interested, just send me a Facebook message or whatever, and we'll put you on the waiting list for it. Um, but other than that, we do social media management, um, and content creation. So we're like a done for you package. You don't have to touch anything. We do it all for you. Um, and, uh, you know, packages start at $3,000 a month and we'll handle it for you. And we work nationwide And, uh, you know, we do really, really well in the skilled trades industry. And of course, car dealers are bread and butter. We know that's, that's the language we speak. Um, so if you're a car dealership listening, please, please reach out to us.
0: Yeah, you're really, really good at it too. Um, it's funny, the more and more we've started interacting, the more and more I start seeing the shit that you're putting out there. Not shit in a bad way, but it's like, and here's another ad, and I know exactly who wrote this one. Um <laughs> it's it's really cool. And you're working with some major players. It's not like yeah. small little people. No, we,
1: we Chevy's dealer of the year is our client, uh, Les Stanford Chevrolet. It's home of Ollie Rita. He's the uh, Guinness Book of World Record holder, most cars ever sold in the history of the world. Uh, that's one of our clients. So like we're out here hustling. We're working with some pretty big players and we're having a really good time. We've worked with a couple fortune companies, but I really like, uh, you know, I like a roofer. I get yep. it. I can generate roofing leads all day long. So I like that kind of work, too.
0: It's beautiful. So, yep. end on this, and we'll put your links in the uh, in the verbiage that we put out there. What are your business core values?
1: Well, at four to four degrees, we know our worth. So, number one, we show up. Uh, the number two thing is that we are always open to change. So, uh what we pitch you is not necessarily going to be what your contract is going to stay forever. Like I have legacy clients that came along right before, you know, that have been here way before TikTok ever existed, but they're getting TikTok services today, right? Cuz you got to ebb and flow with everything. Um and we really like we think that results are sales. So results are client sales. That's it. Nothing else. I don't give a shit how many impressions we can make for you. Did you sell XYZ? Uh, where are we at? W O uh, R T. Teamwork makes the dream work. So uh, we check our egos at the door. We have a pretty specialized team. So we have photographers, videographers, we have a guy that just runs ads all day long. So these people have to work together and they have to be able to communicate together um and then uh we uh believe in hard work so we believe in hard work above all else we're a blue jean agency so i'm not going to show up in a three-piece suit to try to impress you we're going to show up in jeans tennis shoes and we're going to work hard for you
0: and that has literally been my experience watching you work with some of my clients watching you work with some of my friends um you above and beyond doesn't even come close to describing the amount of care that you take like it's, it's, it, and from being a business owner for so long, it's so awesome when someone else that you hire to do something cares at the same level you do for your business. Like you take ownership over every project that you're a part of. That's probably the number one thing I've seen about you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's important to me that people say nice things about us because. All of our, we always joke we're the agency that's never had to advertise for themselves. Now we run a little bit of ads. Um, but for the most part, the bulk of our business has come from word of mouth from our other clients. And I understand how important that is and how important these relationships are. But I also have a handful of clients that I know I can call on that will bail me out of anything. And That's very important to have those kinds of relationships with these people because we spend so much time on your accounts and we have to communicate with these people so often every day that we need to have and maintain very close relationships with them because we become a part of your team. Um, And so it's like you don't have to hire a full-time marketing person. You can just hire this agency instead, and they've got tons of people that will help you on the agency side. So we really value the relationships that we keep. And we're very picky about who we work with for that same reason, too, because I can't have an abusive client being mean. We're a team of women, mainly besides my husband and my son. Uh, But we we can't have people beating up on us either. So
0: what is the number one thing that you would like to leave everybody with on the show? You have something on your heart to say?
1: Um. I think the number one thing that I want to tell people is to please be kinder to each other on social media. So if you take nothing away from this today, I want you to think about how you show up in people's comment section and how that could rattle around like it did with Robin and their brain for a few days. So be kind to each other. Like, don't don't you don't have to argue with anyone ever. Actually, you can just scroll by just you can it, scroll on by.
0: It's so easy, isn't it?
1: it's just so easy to scroll by just scroll by
0: everybody this is meredith soleil she's a great friend of mine i highly recommend her services because she actually produces results it's not just about we'll give it a shot and um we're gonna have her back on and until then you know where you'll find us we'll be in the trenches take care everybody i came from the mud Hey friend, if you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to catch future casts. If you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it so others can benefit from it as well. I'll see you in the trenches.